and welcome to the Split Real Podcast. I'm Steve Bagdikin. Joining me as always, he's ready to announce his own upcoming slate. It's Gabe Acevedo. Absolutely. I have 10 movies and five TV shows in mind. You want to produce any of them? I'll produce uh, I'll produce one. Just produce one? The, the fourth movie. That way I can know where we're headed. Uh, okay, perfect. But what if the fifth one then ends up being a reboot? That's fine. Of the of the fourth movie? Of the fourth <laughs> movie because you produced it. I got to produce a movie. That's pretty fun. (laughs) Uh, Fun times. How are you? I'm doing very well. We're in this like weird slump of movie. Like it's a it's a weird time of year because there's not much going on, right? Yeah, it's January. It's a slump. And then the movies that do come out don't appeal. Don't always appeal to both of us. Yeah, it's a weird (laughs) it's a weird time of year. But we have some fun stuff we're going to talk about today. We've got um, an upcoming slate was just announced by James Gunn yesterday about what's coming out for DC. So we'll talk a little bit about DC. And what's happening there? A couple movies, a couple things came out on streaming over the weekend, which we'll talk about some of those movies and a couple of other fun movies that are, are coming up. So we, we've got some fun stuff to talk about. A couple of really quick reviews on things. Um, I think it's a good time. I mean, I'm, I mean, are you still watching a lot of movies? You go to the movies a lot? Um, I try to as much as I can when I don't have a lot of work because, you know, I got an adult sometimes. Occasionally, yeah. But I did. I did <laughs> this weekend. I watched two movies, so that was fun. Well, that's fun. I've watched a, a few. I've seen. I've, I went and finally saw Tar uh, on streaming. That movie's very long. I'm just gonna throw that out there. It is very long. It's in like Charlie's. Uh, oh my god. Uh, Kate Blanchett's fantastic, but like it's a long movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, but she's a long. beast in that movie. Oh, she's very good. She's definitely oh. gonna win the Academy Award and 100 deserving of that. But like, that's a long movie. You know what she's... else I watched over the weekend? What? I watched the 1932 movie Vampire. I have never seen that one. Yeah, the, the, there's a there's a reason for that. It's only in German. <laughs> uh, it's only in German, and it's very old, so it makes sense if you haven't seen it. Fair. Yeah, I, I decided to, and I watched another vampire movie too. I watched Daybreakers. Have you seen that movie? I that's with Sam Neill. Yeah, that I movie. Lo- I love that movie. I think that's a pretty cool vampire story. It was just like a cool afternoon. I was like, you know what? Let me put on a movie and just pick. Vamp like that. I like vampire movies for some reason. I don't oh, know. Oh, great! That's Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, yeah. Sam Neill. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a weird. It's a weird good one. Yeah, it's not the cool... best, but no, not the best. But it's a fun. It's it's you you said it. It's an, a fun afternoon like watch. Yeah, it was a weird movie that I decided like should have an extra half hour. They could use another twenty minutes of that movie. Let Fair. it cook a little. Look, let it cook a little bit more. Although some of the vampires were a little well done, they get a little roasted in the sun. Oh yeah, they they definitely story. cook. They definitely cook in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, good parenting from Sam Neill in this movie. Yeah, oh yeah, great. He's a he's a great father, you know, as as you do. Um, <laughs> wow, fun times. Good. That's times. streaming. Is that's HBO, right? I don't even remember where it was streaming. Probably HBO. Yeah, I think it's well. The reason it it um I remember right away because I think I saw it like two weeks ago. <laughs> so that's why oh, like, it go. was fresh in my head. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that came out. 14 years ago. So right. we're, we're right on, we're right on the, uh, the zeitgeist of, of the community out there. So yeah. up to <laughs> let's date talk, with everything. let's talk about stuff that just happened. Right. So yesterday, James Gunn, who's now the, the head arbiter of DC came out with a very di- straight to camera announcement about all of the upcoming stuff that's coming for DC. We know that there's been a little bit of shakeup, lots of crazy stuff, people getting fired, projects getting cut, all of these different things. And he came out and was like, Really excited to talk about all of this stuff coming up. Now we've got, he did announce the four movies that are on the slate are still coming out in Shazam Fury of the Gods, The Flash, 
whatever blue beetle and aquaman 2 the lost kingdom all of these all four of these are still coming out mm-hmm. i guess <laughs> yeah sure uh, he's, he's actually really excited about the flash he says it's really good uh which is a little bit concerning just because ezra miller is in quite some problems um mm-hmm. but he said that's really basically the, the that's an understatement that yeah he said that's the big reset in the dceu because really what he wanted to do is like make sure we have dceu stuff and make it separate and identify it as separate because he didn't want it to get confusing mm-hmm. so what is it there's there's the dceu which is like, like there are all their all of these projects that are coming out and then there's what is it what do you call them the dc like standalone projects or cinematic experiences something, or yeah something like that i don't remember uh, exactly what the term was but they're within the realm of D- they're dc movies but they're not connected to the universe um and those are like the batman 2 matt reeves the batman 2 and then uh joker 2 so those yep. things are like he's like we definitely want to do that because these are great movies they're great celebrations but they're completely separate from the dceu of the four that we have announced that we know are coming out shazam the flash blue beetle and aquaman 2 are any of these going to be good? <laughs> that is the question. Did you see the Shazam trailer? The new one? Yeah. Yikes. I thought it was an awful trailer. Uh, I'm fine. It's fine. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be good. I'll probably say The Flash just because I think Michael Keaton is in it unless he was edited out. So sure, why not? I just don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. That's the problem. I don't care. It's a it's a hard reset on all of this is what yeah. they're really doing, because like after that, we have four five new movies that are coming out and they, they announced a huge, big restart of the DCU that's coming in 2025 with their first movie, which is Superman Legacy Legacy. So mm-hmm. it's about um Superman trying to rec- uh, rectify his existence as a, as living in on Earth as a human and as you know, as Superman, you know, and you're trying to come to grips with that, like a more human story of Superman, which I think is something that's important because like we haven't really gotten one of those. We haven't really gotten a lot of that. So that's the first one. Um, Are you are you excited to see a new Superman story? Someone new put on the cape, as it were, too? Sure, I am. I mean, Superman is, is a good character. Um, I wonder for all of these, I wonder who they cast because um, he did say that they, want, they wanted to go younger and fresher with with these actors sure i don't think i've ever i i know people like what, what was it man of steel was that the one yeah the, i like man of steel i've talked yeah, about I, that yeah i'm not a fan so i i still haven't seen a, a for me personally a very good superman movie in ages um but sure why not let's let's do it i mean i'm excited i really like superman and i like the superman character i think this is actually the first time that they're going to explore the superman character if they do it right i mean we have no idea this Mm -hmm. is like two years from now so but if they do it right they have a chance of exploring his identity conflict as like a person living on earth and like trying to rectify being a human or like what it means to be on earth and be and like live with humans even though he's not a human and it'd be be interesting to see if it becomes a more grounded film which we've never gotten like a grounded superman film yeah we also have no idea who it's going to be we have no idea they know that i think they've mentioned that every person that's playing superman currently will not be involved in this so (laughs) that's because there's like three people playing superman yeah there's the wb one you had cavill you have you have like two people in wb actually playing yeah and that's the thing one of the goals is of this extended universe too is to streamline all that stuff back together so 
everything is just one story and only one person is going to be playing Superman across all of the DC content mm-hmm. at the time. So it'll be really interesting to see that. I like Superman. Um, next one here is the authority. I don't know much about this. It's like a group of aliens who come to organize the earth, I guess. Cool. We do get another Batman movie, though. We're getting a, a movie called The Brave and the Bold, which is Batman and son. Um, basically, yep. uh, it's Batman and his son, who is Robin at the time. So it's a different one because we've only gotten Dick Grayson on screen. Yep. You know, um, so we haven't really gotten uh, another Robin, but we'll see what happens in this. Like, he's just trying to reel in his son, who's like a crazy assassin, I guess, and like trying to reel him in. So that's what that one's about. Interesting. We got a Supergirl coming out like Supergirl is like uh, another daughter of Krypton left on a, a piece of Krypton floating through space. Okay. We'll get that. And then swamp thing. They, they do want to make a swamp thing, which is apparently going to be like slightly connected to the DCEU, but also they wanted to make like pretty dark from what, what he was saying, what James Gunn was saying. He's like talking about the writing of it and he's really excited because it's, it is going to be a little bit darker according to him. So which of these projects are you most excited for swamp thing? I think Swamp Thing is because it's just the more outside of the box thing. You wouldn't think of of that. I would have never thought that that was a movie that they would probably jump on right away. Um, I like Swamp Thing in the Harley Quinn animated show. So he's a very cool character. I think it, 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 it could lead you to do a lot of things. And I think today they announced that James Mangold is in negotiations to direct the movie. He did Logan. Ford versus Ferrari, um, which I love those movies. So I'm, I'm, I'm. I would say Swamp Thing is the one that has me a little bit more excited than the rest. That's fair. Um, I think there's going to be some. So there's there could be some good things. I think the I, I'm always interested in Batman, but you know I I think I'm actually really just mostly excited about um Superman because I, so, I really like Superman. <laughs> so I have a question for you about Batman. Do you think it'll get a little okay. muddled, or I don't know if confusing is the right word, but having two Batmans running at the same time because you have the Matt Reeves Batman movies and now you're going to have the Brave and the Bold. So two people are going to be playing Batman at the same time. Um, My thought is that they probably won't come out within a year of each other. So what will probably happen is they're probably going to do one more Matt Reeves movie, which is my guess. They'll probably do the Batman 2. Hmm. And then the Brave and the Bold will be different, and it'll come out of the year. And the, the Brave, the Batman Two, probably will be this, the last of it. There'll only be two. Okay. And then they'll do uh, the Brave and the Bold the following year, because I think the Batman Two is supposed to come out in twenty twenty four or twenty five, whatever. And then the Brave and the Bold will probably come out in twenty six. Would be my guess. So it won't overlap. Um, and if it does, whatever, I can handle it. I know how to watch movies and watch two people play the same character. They're going to be different versions of it. So I'm fine with that. I don't Fair. think it's going to be that big of a deal. But then again, I'm not the in charge of this. So that's really <laughs> up to them. <laughs> we did get announced some TV shows as well to companion this. So I think the TV shows will probably be on. I think one of them is supposed to be on HBO. Um, another one's probably on CW. So a couple of these are going to be in different places. Uh, we get Creature Commandos, which is a animated series. We get Waller, which does is going to apparently still star star Viola Davis. Uh, yep, she's still in it. She's the original, the only person from the first Suicide Squad to still have a job with the DC universe. Yeah, I I don't understand it. Um, I have for real. I never liked her character. Hey, you've come all. around to her. No, but she. That's the reason I hated her. Oh, because Amanda Waller. Yeah, I don't like that character. I don't like her playing it. I think it's really bad. Well. Um. Now she's going to have to get out of her closet in the cameos that she does on Zoom because now she has an entire series around her. So she's going to actually have to go to the set and record stuff. 
Yeah. And then we get um, a couple of other ones that are announced. They have Booster Gold, who is apparently a superhero from the future, mm-hmm. who is not really a superhero. He just stole a bunch of technology and is like trying to act like a superhero. So it's this like imposter syndrome type yep. story, which is kind of cool. There's a Green Lantern story of are called Lanterns, which is two lanterns who are like solving crimes or something like that. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> and we're and I, and I think the two lanterns that they want to do are like the main lanterns that we. Yeah. No. It's Hal Jordan and John Houston or something I mean, like that. Yeah. Some of like that. Uh, I don't, I don't know the exact name. Sorry. Um, but they, they, I think James Gunn described it as like, uh, um, what's it? True detective, but with lanterns. I'm like, mm, <laughs> that's a bit bold of a statement to say. Yeah. Right. network, uh, Right. Network though. But bold statement. Fair. Yeah. They have something called the lantern corpse, which is, Kind yeah. of weird, so I assume it's going to be like something like that. But sure, yeah, why not? Yeah, it's going to be the Lantern Corps and stuff like that. So it's going to be something along those lines. Um, and the last one is Paradise Lost, which is supposed to be a a show set in Themyscira or whatever yeah. they decided to call it in this. Uh, it's basically the place where Wonder Woman is from. So I think that could be pretty cool. Like they're like, oh, it's Game of Thrones, but like in Themyscira, and I'm like, oh, cool. So it's like all women. On in Game of Thrones, which would be pretty intense because the women are the intense characters, so it could be. Oh, really absolutely! Great. The women are the best characters in Game of Thrones. Yeah, that sounds that sounds actually pretty cool. What I think, what do you what are you more excited about, the TV shows or the movies? TV shows for sure, because I think Paradise Lost could be really interesting. I like Amanda Waller, so I want to see what they do with that. I think the Lanterns is going to be really cool. Um, Booster Gold could I could see Booster Gold being something a la Peacemaker. You know, this kind of like um, ridiculous comedy with action stuff, because like you said, he's an imposter and stuff like that. Um, I also just fantasy cast Glenn Powell as Booster Gold. So <laughs> there you go. That's a good that's a good one. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely more excited on the TV show side because I think it's more different, more unexpected than the movie side. That's totally fair. I think that's a good, good shout there. Um, if you had to get in charge of this luckily you're not in charge but if you were in charge is there any other characters you'd love to see come to the screen or come into anything anything you think they should focus on uh i don't know because i i I, they've tried so much you know what i would i would try which is probably why i like the the tv shows more right now just the obscure people like um i don't know if you remember like they had the twins in the animated shows that would morph and transform into some stuff. Um, I would do, um, oh my God, I forget the name of the rivals of the Justice League, which is the equivalent, but for the bad guys, um, mm-hmm. I would do like that. I think that that would be really cool, which they're doing that in um, the Harley Quinn animated show. So something like focusing on the villains, but in live action, I think would be really cool. Cause I think I've always said that the villains for me have in DC are more interesting than the mm-hmm. superheroes. Um, so I would like to see some like villain stuff. Like I would love to see like clay man, kite man, cause they're just really interesting and you can do something really weird with them. That's something that I would like, I would focus on those or I would try to get things like that done. That sounds pretty good. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of content there. I mean, the problem is all the coolest superhero, all the coolest villains are like Batman villains. So you'd have to go yeah. with Batman again. Because he really does have the best villains. I mean, it's it's a, there's a reason why they bring back the Joker all the time because he's like the best villain there is. <laughs> he really is. If you look at comic book villains, it's like 
what are the top two? It's always like him and Magneto are the top two. Like yeah. they're the coolest. They're the coolest. We haven't gotten Magneto yet in the MCU. I'm sure it'll be happening eventually. But um, you know, it's it's a really cool like. There's some cool villains there, so I I, I would kind of get on board with that. That's kind of fun. I don't know. I'm not in charge of it, but I think they are bringing back some some different characters. I like that they announced a movie for the Authority characters we know nothing about. Creature Commandos know nothing about. Booster Gold know nothing about. Like, you know, I think those are those are some pretty cool like bold swings that they're going to yeah, get. These are absolutely. the characters we're going with. Yeah. Well, it allows you a clean slate. It allows you a clean slate. People are working with no expectations. Most of these, I I I know a, a, a few of these like names, but I never read like Booster Gold comics, the Paradise Lost series. I never read it. Um, Creature Commandos. Like, yeah, so it, it, it's a clean slate. So that's good. It's okay to stray away from Superman, Batman, Flash, and like the quote unquote um, regular superheroes that we know of. I mean, they'll always have them in their back pocket. Oh, absolutely. So you, yeah. You can they, always make another Batman movie. I mean, yeah. they're making another Batman. So we're going to get one. Well, and they saw, you know, he clearly sees the the success that like them or 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 dislike them. You can't deny that MCU has, you know, a hold on television right now as well with Disney and all their shows. So they clearly saw that success. And I think it's a good I think I also think it's a good move because sometimes television allows you for more storytelling of these characters rather than a two and a half hour movie. And we'll see. We'll see what they do with all of it. I think it'll be really exciting to just see more of this. Uh, hopefully it's good because the only thing I want right now, I don't care if it's Marvel Marvel movies or DC movies. I just want good movies. Okay. Good like, movies, please. Yes. It's, it's not necessarily that I think there is a little bit of fatigue with this comic book thing. You know, see, just look at the upcoming slate for the MCU and like this, the newest trailer for Ant-Man. I just could not care less. We really aren't excited about it, but I mean, we'll see it, but we're not really that excited. Yep. And like, it's not because of the fatigue. I think it's just because the movies aren't good. That's it. It's not good, you know? And like, we should just, we could do better. We could do better. <laughs> like the meme I sent you. I just don't like you no more. <laughs> exactly. That's, it's just, we could do better. We and, should do and better. I agree with you. It's not necessarily fatigue because if you remember from 20, what, 17 to 2019 or 18, we had what, like five, six MCU movies in like a two year span um and it's so it's definitely not fatigue is that the quality has gone down the quality of storytelling the quality of, of what they're doing and we're like oh they said the buy so hard for themselves that if you don't meet that bar we're going to be very critical yeah and they've just gone they're like we need to go bigger it's like no you actually kind of need to go smaller that's right? what you need to do yeah. you guys need to go smaller when you like, ground your stories that was works look at wandavision such a great grounded quote-unquote grounded story until the last episode um so. yeah they need to go smaller. This is the issue that uh, the Fast and Furious franchise is at, but uh, we're not going to get into that right now. Um, well, you know, um, just wanted to mention you since you brought it up really quick. Um, I don't know if you know, but the road to the end begins. Oh my God, the Fast <laughs> franchise, guys. Uh, we have the this the trailer. For, uh, this is just right in the middle. It's an easy transition. The trailer for the Fast and Furious franchise uh, saga, Fast X. Is it X or ten? What are we going to call it? I I don't know. It's a it's like it's um, Tears X. or Tears of the Wild. It's not until it drops on the trailer that we'll know. They won't even say it. They're not gonna be like fast at ten. Maybe, but maybe they'll. But maybe Vin X, Diesel. So maybe, gonna... maybe the trailer begins with an introduction of Vin Diesel. Oh my god! Didn't he do so. that for the theaters? Like, welcome back to the movies for Fast Nine and whatever. So there you go. Oh god, he's such a. Ugh. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with him. I'm really I'm really done with him. Um. 
But that move, the trailer drops next Friday, so don't don't worry. Uh, we're gonna cover all the Super Bowl trailers and all of that in a couple weeks. It's gonna be really fun. I'm really really excited about that one. Uh, but before we get into any of that stuff, and obviously we'll have to wait on those. We do have a couple of things I want to recap from the past weekend and like some of the stuff in streaming. So uh, shifting gears a little bit to some of the stuff that's already out, we could talk about. Um, we had a movie that I was pretty excited about. I thought the trailer looked really funny. It's Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy starring in um, a comedy on Netflix called You People. We got a chance to check this out on, you know, this past weekend and um, initial thoughts. What did you what did you think of this? It's sort of like a, you know, a a look who's guess who's coming to dinner type situation or meet the parents type situation. What did what did you think of it? I was going to say meet the parents Four was a little disappointing. It's definitely a Netflix movie. I watched it. I had no idea it existed. You were the one who told me. And then I checked out the trailer. I'm like, okay. I wasn't a fan. Uh, it felt very, I'm surprised at how, for me, how dated it felt. Um, it really did feel like 2003 instead of 2023. Like it felt like that movie would have released, if it, that movie would have been released in 2003, 2004, that movie would have made $100 million in the theater. Huge success. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, it's okay. I, I expected better based on the pedigree of the cast because I think Julia Drew Dreyfus is amazing. Eddie Murphy's great. Jonah Hill's great. Um, I like David Duchovny, um, but it was just there. I watched it. It ended. I don't remember anything about it. Um, I laughed maybe twice or three times, so I didn't particularly find it extremely funny, but it's definitely a Netflix movie. Yeah, I I look, I enjoyed the movie. I thought parts of it were really funny. Um, I, I thought it's great to see Jonah Hill just like riffing there, and I thought he was great. I really think Jonah Hill was was a standout in this. Um, his character is very likable, I think. Um, the the problem for me with this movie, and like I, I I did enjoy it. The problem though was the fact that its comedy wasn't just like straight comedy. Like you know, Jonah Hill's delivering really good comedy. He's doing his classic lineorama, like throwing out jokes really like left and right, and I think some of them are really funny. They hit really well. But the problem was they they start getting into you know obviously the, the a lot of this deals with race because. Um, Jonah Hill's a white guy and he's getting engaged to uh, a black woman and meeting the family. And it's also religion because like the black families are, are, are Muslim and the the white family is Jewish. So there's like this tension there. And like there are some jokes within this that are kind of funny, but then um, it gets it oversteps funny into cringy and it gets to like really cringy and it just sits there for quite some time to the point where it's not funny anymore. Mm hmm. You know, and that's that's one of the things I felt within it. Like, there's a lot of stuff in the Julie Louis Dreyfus character who I think is she's great. She's very good. She's doing exactly what she was asked to do. But I think her character is so cringy. Yeah, she's doing all these things. You're like, oh, my God, like, you know, as you, know, you, you should. It was just it was there was something about it that was just too much because it was yeah. constant. And then just it just sat there to the point where, like, I'm not laughing anymore and I feel really uncomfortable. And like, maybe that's the part that maybe that's the point. Maybe it's like, yeah, you should feel uncomfortable. This is how people feel when you, when people do this, which could be part of it, but it just didn't yeah. work as a, as a movie. I think for me, there were, there were parts that just, it was a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You said it, you said it best. And like, it's disappointing. Cause I, I mean, Eddie Murphy's in this and I think Eddie Murphy can usually be really funny. He has yeah. funny parts, but then he's so reserved in this. Like he, he looks like, he looks like he just kind of agreed to this, but didn't really know what he was getting into. Um, and I, I, you know, I think it's disappointing too, because 
Kenya Barish is the one who wrote this and directed it along with, uh, he wrote it along with Jonah Hill. And I think it is very funny. And Kenya Barish does have some really funny projects out there. And he's, he's very funny in, in the way that he writes and he directs as well. Um, I really like his, uh, his series on Netflix, uh, black AF. And I think it's really funny. Uh, and there, there's like other ones that he's done that are really great, but it's just, it, it's another miss because he, he has a few misses in there. And I just didn't think it really stood up to me. There, there were some things that I liked, but then there was also stuff like, eek this is this is tough to watch yeah there was a lot of scenes that were very cringy yeah um which i'm surprised that that caliber the caliber of actors that were there were doing this kind of script um but yeah yeah it's 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 there it's there i don't know if i'll ever see this movie again yeah i won't see it again but like that's that's the problem it was so cringy that like i don't i don't think i'll get into it again yeah which is disappointing yeah it's it's there it's it's one of those movies in Netflix that you know, it'll be number one for a week or two, and then it'll just get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, that's exactly what'll happen. It's it's definitely one of those films. It's yeah, that's things. <laughs> and the trailer made it look very very interesting and very very fun, actually. Yeah. But you know, it's and again, it's not a horrible movie. We're not well, saying it's a horrible movie. It's just like oh, what's it's fine. What's funny is I think it could have been a better movie had it just focused on the Jonah Hill character. It, that could have made it funnier. Uh, yeah. Adding in Julie Louis Dreyfus character, that made it so cringy that it wasn't funny anymore. And it took yeah, away from all the funny. The, yeah, that's what took it to the cringy territory. You're right. And, and if it just, if they didn't include that character, it could have been a completely different movie that I think would have worked really well. But yeah. they did include it. It didn't work. Some that did work though. I do want to talk about uh, the newest episode of The Last of Us. <laughs> so you and I really like this. You and I really like the show. I was I was a little bit hesitant coming into it because, you know, zombies aren't really my thing. But guess what? There aren't many zombies in this show. There's not really that <laughs> many, which is pretty great. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, this latest episode, episode three, is being hailed by a lot of different pundits as like the best show on television, the best episode in, te- in like in like of the year. Really great pundits from this. What would you give a, a one sentence review of this? What would you say? A one sentence review? Just just one sentence. We'll get into more, but if you had to give it like what's the headline of your review? What's the headline of your review? Oh wow. You need to prep me before you ask me these kind of things. A headline review for this would be if you the human spirit in an apocalypse, an apocalypse apocalyptic show done correctly yeah i think that yeah so now why don't you speak on that why don't you speak on uh episode three and like it is probably one of the best episodes of television i've watched in a while you know an emotional story just incredible why don't, why don't you why don't you tell us about it a little bit well this episode we mainly focus it's a 75 minute episode which is great um there is a two hour version of this episode that i think they said they might release after the season is over um so in this episode, we primarily see the characters of Bill and Frank, which are characters from the game, especially Bill. Bill is a one, a, one, a big character in the first game. Frank, we never see officially in the game, but we know of him through Bill. Um, and this is where the episode takes its biggest departure uh, or the series takes its biggest departure. This is when we actually get to see their backstory. Um, the episode opens with a little bit of um Pedro Pascal's and Bella Ramsey's character and ends with them, but the episode focuses on this these two guys who meet in the apocalypse and a relationship ensues and and how they're navigating their life as two gay men in the apocalypse and their connections with um Joel and Tess 
Um, and yeah, I, I just I just don't know how to put this episode into words. It's just these two men uh, having surviving and thriving in a weird way in this apocalyptic in you know, apocalyptic world. Yeah, this was one of the things where uh, Neil Druckmann, who's the the uh, the Druckmann, the, the the creator of the of the Last of Us, was like, "Look, when when making when writing the show, we we have some goals. We either you know we're either if it's if it's about the same or worse for for the for the writing, we're just going to keep a game. We're going to keep it the game. It's going to be exactly the game. If it could be better, then we'll make it. We'll we'll make mm-hmm. the change because he wanted to be very true to the game, and that's one of the things they really talk about." This is a big departure because we don't see like in the game from from my understanding, because we don't I never, I never play the game. Like I said, um, we we don't see one of these characters. We don't see uh, Frank. We don't see Frank. That's correct. We, yes. we don't meet him, but you do meet him and get a beautiful story in this. And they, they, they spent it's weird because it's like it's only the third episode of the series. The third episode is a complete departure from everything we know. Our our two main characters who are established, you know, and Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey's characters um they're 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 in this episode for maybe five ten minutes um maybe 10 minutes we'll say 10 minutes and then 10 minutes yeah but then it just quickly shifts to a completely different story of uh a survivalist not a doomsday prepper where he's not a doomsday prepper he's very clear to be like that's not what he is he's a survivalist um the person that everybody is so i think as soon as it starts by the way this is the character that everybody thinks they're going to be in in the zombie apocalypse they're like yep that's going to be me right <laughs> guess what people it's not going to be you we're going to die we're most of us are going to die in the first five minutes of the apocalypse yeah we're pro- i'm probably going to be the person that's put on the truck and driven away and you know that's good if i'm being realistic okay like i'm going to follow the rules some other dude's going to be the survivalist and i'm okay with that that's what it's going to be <laughs> you're going to trust the government <laughs> uh. They're all Nazis. Best anyway, one um, of the best lines of the entire episode. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it was such a it, it starts that way, right? And like I don't know what this episode's going to be about. I have no idea what this episode's going to be about. So it was really exciting to see that. And like Nick Offerman is great in this. He's he's really good in this. He's he's a perfect survivalist. It's taken from built on a lot of characters that he's played before. But what I think is really great is. As soon as Bill, sh- uh, as soon as Frank shows up, you see this big turn, and you see a, a different performance from Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman is usually plays this this rugged person, and he is that survivalist. That's what we've seen him in so many different projects before. But what I really liked is the the way that they they show these two different people, these people who could not be more different. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Frank is not a character. He's played by uh, Murray Bartlett, who who is terrific in this, I think, um, but not he's he's completely the opposite he's not a survivalist he's not he's just someone who's there to like lighten the mood and be fun and and like see the beauty in the world and it's it's so different from bill and then all of a sudden like it it changes and there's this beautiful story that evolves right in the middle of this and it it turns into this this really the story of love and compassion and just everything going through it and it has such beautiful moments and, and there's stuff that just stands with you i mean I, I think their their relationship is great. Um, what did you what did you think of their of their relationship and the dynamic that they were able to strike, and also the chemistry between the two actors themselves? Well, I'll start off with the chemistry. I think um, Murray Bartlett, who just exploded in the seat in the scene with um, the White Lotus last year, mm-hmm. um, and Nick Offerman have phenomenal chemistry. Um, I was watching. Um, I've been watching a lot of the featurettes that have been released by HBO in the last few days. They actually met 
in person for the very first time the first day of shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, so they hadn't met before and instantly hit it off. I think their chemistry, their tenderness, their understanding of these characters was just outstanding. Um, these characters were written in such a way that uh, this is one of the best written episodes in I think it'll go down in television history, but definitely in the last decade. Um, I think the way these characters were presented was just beautiful, was very real. The way they handled time jumps also mm-hmm. yeah. worked very, very well. And when you do time jumps, that could go um, bad pretty quickly. And it doesn't here. There is a realistic nature to these characters. And the fact that the episode is 75 minutes long it lets us see their journey. It We really get to see them falling in love and having this relationship, the ups and downs, the good and the bad, the happy and the sad moments. Um, and again, it's just, the I, I think a lot of the writing is perfection in this episode. But the masterclass that we got in acting from these two men was just outstanding. They yeah. just handle this. And, I, and this is a prime example. And I've said it here. Nick Offerman, he's a straight man. And what a performance as a gay character he puts on. A prime example that I don't think we should put certain people into certain boxes. Um, mm. And this is a prime example of that. Yeah, I think I think they're terrific. I think their their chemistry is really great. They're balanced. It's it's a it's a fun, it's a fun di- dichotomy that you have. And you're always waiting. What's interesting is like not knowing the story, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see like, when does Frank turn into like, you know, he's manipulated and tricked Bill, you know, because yeah. like, that's what you're, that's in the back of your mind. We've been conditioned for this from by watching like HBO series, you know, <laughs> you watch Game of Thrones, you know, it's going to turn at some yeah. point, but like it never happens. And it, it's really, it's really a sweet story and all of this stuff. And, and like, you know, Bill finding a purpose in life and, and not just to survive, but to, to live life as well. And I think, that's that's what's really great in it and i i really love that that connection they have and it's it's an amazing story for the way that they're able to craft a love story and make you care so much about these characters in just in in like less than an hour you're able to really care about the fate of these mm. characters when there's the uh, attack at night you you start to care for these characters like don't go outside oh my god why would you do that like what are you doing? Like you get really upset and you get like really worried for the characters yep. in this. Um, I'm screaming, get in the house. Get in yeah, the house. exactly. We're, we're both doing that. And like, there's like all these emotional scenes and it's, it's really, I think well done. And, and even their, their ending, the ending of that story. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but like the, the, the end of that, um, that part is just, I think so well done and beautiful and heartbreaking. Um, so many you know, tears. <laughs> It's, it really is. It, it really is. It makes you, it, it made me well up in a way that like really cut deep, which I think is mm-hmm. a bit deeper. It, it was, it was, it was, it was so different. It wasn't just on the surface, like, oh, this is, this is sad or emotional. Cause it wasn't, I don't know that it was necessarily sad. I don't think, yeah, people are just you know saying it as tragic. I don't think it's sad or tragic. I think it's bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't necessarily think it's a, a sad ending or a tragic ending. I really don't see it that way. I, it could be, it could be a, a, a true tragedy. Like what tragedy is supposed to be like the romantic tragedy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, which type they of hint at in the episode. Yeah. Literally. That's one of the lines. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's, that's kind of what it, it's a romantic tragedy, which I think yeah. is really, is a really good way of looking at it. And it, yeah. it is well done. And then even after like in the post story, you know, looking at the, um, 
the arrival of of Joel and Ellie to this area is I think is really fascinating too. And their their little story that they have right after that I think works really well too. Yes. I think that part that part is is really effective uh, when they come there and you know discover what's been going on there. And then even the story, the thing that Bill tells to uh, Joel I think is really moving, and it it does create more emotion out of Joel because the character is kind of dry up until this point. Oh yeah. Uh, he's he's dry really up until this point and it it does change it in a way that i think is going to help drive the series forward because we're like should we care about this character he doesn't seem to care about anything and then all of a sudden we get a little bit more out of him and it does drive us into the future of this episode and i think it it was just really good i i really really enjoyed it i think it's going to be phenomenal i think it, it was such a good episode and when you think about it um as as a series like the first three episodes right um, like you said, you have the connections with Joel, right? Why why are we taking this? We start with Joel and Andy. We're taking this hour break to see the past, right? The story of these two men. And then we ended again connecting it with Joel um, and Ellie, specifically Joel. That's one connection. But also it's so smart because I don't know if you caught this. You probably did, obviously. Um, when they're downstairs in the bunker and they they have to, you know, reset the songs and whatever. That ties in with the very first episode at the end where the song plays mm. and we tie it into like, it's not that there was probably, you know, it was an 80s song. It's not that it was a, a problem. It's just that we know what happened and why yeah. the song activated. And you're like, ah, oh. and I think that's very smart writing, right? That's very, yeah. you're connecting the pieces small like that. You're like, oh, by the end of the first episode, this had already happened. This was this. And now we're seeing and you're like, oh, so it's it's just very smart. You you understand the game. That's a benefit of having the creator of the game as the head writer of the show. Um, Yeah. So it's just as a show, it's fantastic as an episode. I definitely I. Uh, we know that out of the both of us, I am like the exaggerator. <laughs> yeah. Everything is magnificent the very first time I see it. But I really do think this is one of the best episodes of television in the last decade. Will probably go down as one of the best television episodes ever. Masterclass in acting, the writing. And I know what's coming down the road is different, right? It's going to be action and whatever. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to top this episode. <laughs> like, it's, I think the bar has has been set so high for this episode that I think everything is just going to fall right beneath this third episode. That's totally fair. I mean, what's interesting is this is uh, this episode is an hour and 15 minutes. You said this a couple of times. There are only two zombies in this movie, in this episode, rather, for um, maybe maybe three minutes. Maybe. There's one in the beginning when they go into the Cumberland Farms. By the way, first of all, we talk about uh, you know the idea of uh, being true to the time period. I did call out this a little bit. Um, Cumbies <laughs> did not have that logo in 2003. Okay, <laughs> so if we're looking at it and we're going to be critical of this show, okay, I know what Cumberland Farms looks like. They did not look like that in 2003. That is the new <laughs> logo that they have now. That is not the one they had back in 2003. It was not the orange and blue of the Cumbies of old. Okay, so. Wow. Get it right, Craig Mazin. You're messing up. Come on. Wow. Uh no, I think I think that's that's something that that really does have a big call out though. There's only and there's yeah. another one for 30 seconds. And that's it. It's and a human. It. This show's about the humans. And that's yeah. what it's about. That's why this is more than a zombie show. Which is what I, I'm very happy that you're sticking with it because I know that we talked about when you saw the first episode, and you're like, I don't know if I'll keep with it. You know, it's not my thing, whatever. 
And I think I told you, like, this game is not about this is completely different from The Walking Dead, which yeah. really did focus on zombies. This is about the humans and zombies just happen to appear. Will there be zombies at greater numbers? Yes, but it's not about them, um, which is what I this is. I think it's one of the reasons the story of this game, the writing of the first game is hailed as just a masterpiece in video game writing because it subverted the genre and what people were expecting. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, did you this? I mean, this show is great. I, th- I recommend everybody watch it. I mean, there's there's no way that I would uh, you know unrecommend it. Um, I don't know. I think I think there's really good stuff to be had in this entire series. Um, one thing I would just suggest is, you know, we have some other things that we're going to talk about. So what? why don't we switch gears, I guess, um, into some of the other things that we saw over the weekend. I mean, you went to the movies, you saw like two movies. One is a horror film, so we don't have to really cover that too much. Was it good? I liked it. I like weird. It's um, Infinity Pool. Uh, Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. Mia Goth has exploded into the scene with Pearl X and other stuff this past year if you're a horror fan go watch it it's really good it's very um it's sci-fi horror which is really cool so yeah if you're a horror fan like me go watch it it's really fun bloody weird sci-fi amazing and what was the other movie you saw that you wanted to talk about a little bit so the other movie i saw was plain great inventive title plain (laughs) (laughs) it's uh the latest um gerard butler um movie gerard butler for me has become kind of like the bruce willis type of person he just does the same movie with a different name constantly it's more like Uh, liam neeson now he just has one type of action movie or liam neeson absolutely and they usually Um, have one they usually have one word titles yeah yeah so i wasn't really wanting to watch this in the theater um i was just like i'll watch it when it comes out but i have the amc thing i pay for it so why not so we went to see it um i was pleasantly surprised i think it's a fun movie i'm not saying this is the greatest movie ever but the action is really good um it's called plane so you know there's something happens with a plane the plane scene at the opening of the film is really really good it put me on the edge of my mm-hmm. seat it was very, the depiction of it was really you were really like all tensed up to see what would happen um you know you have guns you have gerard butler as this pilot trying to save his his passengers um because they something happens with the plane and 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 with other people around them um yeah, it's just a really fun movie. I don't know if you've ever seen. Is it White House? Olympus, Olympus has, has fallen. fallen. Yeah, Olympus I've seen. I've seen, all, I've seen the trilogy. Oh, so I've only seen the first two. I've never seen the third one. Um, so it's very that. It's very that. Um, same action sequences, really fun. I think Gerard Butler is actually really just a good action star. Um, yeah, and it's a really good movie. I was pleasantly surprised at how good actually good the movie is the writing is pretty fun the acting is pretty fun the action sequences are really fun so it was a nice a, a very nice surprise so i definitely recommend it because obviously always theater experience but if you don't want to go and wait for it online wait for it you it's a fun movie to watch and it's short it's an hour and i don't know in 40 minutes or 45 minutes so it's a quick film nice. it's not super long i think we need more short films absolutely we need some more shorter films yeah. i'm okay with that and no, I think Gerard Butler is he's a reliable guy. He's he's one of those guys who you, you watch his movies and you're like, yep, I'm here for just a garbage act action movie and I'm going to enjoy it. And that's what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. You just kick back and watch them. They're not you don't have to take them seriously. You can turn your brain off and just watch them. That's why I've watched yeah. all three of the angels. Angel has blank. If you know uh, white. I saw, you know, Olympus has fallen. Uh, 
Splendid has fallen and Angel has fallen. I've seen all four or three of them. I've and never I like Angel. All. I need to watch Angel. Yeah, they're all good. They're yeah, fun. they're all fun. So it's that's what it is. And I was just looking at it. This movie has a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not something you would necessarily expect for this kind of movie. So yeah, it's it's a really fun movie. It's a it's a it's a fun movie to watch. So I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds like a good recommend. I would definitely plus it was it. filmed in Puerto Rico, so yay for my island. So did they did they where where was it set though? The Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> of course i mean it's puerto rico it's is always either cuba brazil or the philippines that's what if you film a movie in puerto rico that's what it is <laughs> i mean that makes sense they need somewhere tropical and yeah why not? that's yeah fine. so yeah it's supposed to be the philippines and you know or it's supposed to be like islands south of the philippines that are not very fun <laughs> so yeah but sure it was filmed in puerto rico and one of the actors in the movie um was a student of mine when I was a teacher in PR. Get out of here. That's fun. Yeah. So that's actually one of the reasons I went to see it. He actually has lines in the movie and I was very proud of him. And yeah, so that's another reason. It was from Puerto Rico and a student of mine when I was a teacher in PR is in the movie. So it's fun. That's awesome. I didn't realize that you had Gerard Butler in class. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Can you imagine that be something? Oh, God, that would be that would be pretty interesting. Uh, anyway. Yikes. Uh, the other thing I had, the only other recommendation I had was a, a new show that came out on Apple TV Plus. If, if you are one of those subscribers who forgot to cancel Apple TV Plus and still have it, uh, which is one thing that definitely happened to me for a while. It was like three months and I was like, oh, yeah, I have Apple TV Plus. Maybe I'll see what's on there. And then I watched a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I've actually been enjoying Apple TV Plus, by the way. There's very, some good content very, there. They have very good stuff. Yeah, there's some fun stuff. Um, no, but shrinking came out. This is a, a new series that is, you know, by the same people who are responsible for, um, Ted Lasso. So, I mean, Brett Goldstein is, you know, on this, he's, he's one of the chief writers on it. So it was mm -hmm. by the same people who are behind that. And it's, it was a really good, um, I think it was really good. I, I really started to enjoy this. It, it stars Jason Siegel, um, and Harrison Ford, that's who they're really touting. Harrison Ford is not in it as much as, you know, they're they're touting it. But uh, Jason Siegel is this is the real star of the show. Um, and he's just a therapist. who's really struggling with the fact that, like, his life is falling apart and his job. is. Oh, so like, it's shrinking as in like a shrink as a shrink. Yes. Oh, OK. OK. I know yes. nothing about it. So, oh, OK. okay yeah, that's I'm what gonna... it is. Um, and he he's he plays a psychiatrist and he is trying to help his patients and uh, Harrison Ford is also an, an older psychiatrist who works in the same office. So he plays a grumpy old psychiatrist and that's perfect because that's what Harrison Ford is. Uh, it's, it's really fun. I, I really enjoy this. Uh, yeah. Jason C you find out like his, his wife died, uh, in a car crash okay. like a year prior. So he's really hasn't gotten his life back together and he's trying to reconnect with his daughter, but struggling with that. And it's, it's a really fun show it's very funny um and also really emotional and sad at points um very much in the in the vein of ted lasso you know if you watch ted lasso you see that it's got some really funny parts you know with starring jason sudeikis i mean and it, it, it's got really great comedy coming out of it jason siegel i think is a, a very good parody for this i mean he's i think he's very funny and very talented he's great in this style of comedy um he can also play some emotional parts and, and play broken and falling apart which I think he does pretty well in the series. Um, and it's got some real big highs. And like like Ted Lasso, it's got big highs that are really funny. And it's got some serious emotional things that are pretty low. Like, you know, you're, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then it, sometimes it does at parts like in this show. Yeah. I've watched the first two episodes. They're they're out now on Apple TV Plus. And 
some of it are pretty sad. There, there's some pretty sad moments and some things that we know that they're going to have to overcome. It's not all positive because you can't have a show that's all positive that really wouldn't work out. But it's, I think I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun watching it. You know, Jason Siegel, I think is terrific. I'm really glad he's back. He, he's a big part of my mid two thousands range. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I love you, man. And forgetting Sarah Marshall are two of my favorite movies of all time. I, I just love it. You know, you how about all time Sarah Marshall a lot? Yeah. And this, this, this really just gets me scratches that itch for me and I'm glad to have him back. And, you know, Harrison Ford, it seems like he's having fun. He actually agreed to this because he's like, this is one of the best scripts I've seen in a long time. And he probably gets a lot of scripts. Maybe it's the Harrison Ford Renaissance with this and Deanna Jones. And he's in uh, the other one too. Is he on uh, the Sheridan verse? in like 1883 oh yeah yeah in one of those yeah Yeah, he's in one of those years i only watched the 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 main one i haven't watched all the pre's and whatever's except the universes i haven't watched the multiverse of yellowstone i've only watched the first one the original one yeah i don't care about the sheridan verse it's not my not my cup of tea you don't watch yellowstone no i don't watch Yellowstone. that's for me and for kayla (laughs) that's for you guys you guys have fun with that and for the rest of america apparently who love that yeah like that (laughs) show is like huge yeah i'm not watching it it's crazy. Uh, I just don't care. But, but it's all good. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. So I would definitely recommend that. There's some nice. other stuff that we'll probably I'll talk about it. in the future. Um, did you check out Poker Face yet? I have not because I had... um. So I have cable and you, we had... um Poker Face is Peacock, right? Yeah, it's on Peacock. Um, so we had Peacock through cable, but now all the cable, at least for us, Cox, which is the one I have, took Peacock out. So now uh, I have to actually start paying for Peacock. Um, that's not happening. So I'm that's gonna. Uh, that's not happening for now. But we'll. I'll probably watch the watch it um soonish because I might get it because I do want to see P, um Poker Face. I've read it's really good. It's enjoyable. Yeah, I definitely watched the first episode and it was it was very different than what I expected. It was pretty good. Nice. And I like Natasha Leone. Like lots I mean, of big lots of big names in this too. I I, I saw throughout. that. I saw that. There's a lot of cameos or a lot of people that show up. Yeah. I wouldn't say cameos. They're just like each. It's like sort of like episode of the week, like mystery of the week. So, oh, okay, okay, that's the. They're format. in like okay. an, they're like in an episode of it. So, it's it's kind of fun to see like. So each, it's not each an person. overarching mystery. It's like little mystery. I think I think there's going to be like some connective tissue. Okay, but it's not like each thing. It's not like a a continuous story. Okay. Uh, there's going to be some connective tissue, like. But you'll see that there's there's a lot of different people throughout. Like I'm just looking at this cast of different people. You get like. Tim Blake Nielsen, Nick Nolte, uh, Ron Perlman. Um, who else is in this? Oh my God. There's like Hong Chow. Adrian Brody was in the first episode. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in one. I know that Stephanie um, Sue's coming out in one of them too. Yeah. I think she's coming in. Benjamin Bratt is in this. Like it, it's really, it's really fun. And there's some really fun directors. Yeah. And, and I like Ryan Johnson about his mysteries. Yeah. So, yeah. So it'll be, it'll be, it's, it's been really fun. I watched the first one and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. So, there's definitely nice. some stuff out there to check out for our listeners. Uh, definitely check it out. If there's anything you guys want to talk about at some point, just let us know and we'll maybe check it out and watch it because that's what we're here for. We're here for you. We'll do whatever you guys want us to do. We'll and see what not, happens we'll... in the movies in the next few weeks as well. <laughs> yeah. If not, we'll just keep talking about whatever we want. Just wait for our trailer breakdown of Fast 10. Okay. That's what everybody's really looking forward to. <laughs> it's going to be so good. I'm ready. I am ready. I got. I was not pumped until we started talking pre-recording. Now I'm ready yeah. for this movie. Do you want? Do you want them to reveal all the characters in this? In the trailer? 
in the trailers? No. No. I, I would like them to do the opposite of what they did with the trailer with nine and when they literally told us everything. Um yeah. I don't want that to happen this time around just because it's the finale or the first movie to the finale. Yeah. So I hope they hold on to some secrets um and some reveals, but we'll see. Who looking at this? Okay, this is this is a off the cuff cup question. We have not seen this trailer yet. We're not gonna see it until next week. I know you're off next week. I might record an episode. Who knows? We'll see. But in our in our preview, we have not discussed this yet. If they had someone come back of these characters that would be revealed, um, now we all know the ultimate character that we want coming back is Leon. Okay, we know this. It's 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 in the back. We know Leon. Mm-hmm. If he comes back, I'm gonna freak out. Okay, I don't oh, want you to and I are gonna throw a, a, a party. I'm gonna freak out. Okay, if the if he doesn't come back, I'm freaking out too. Okay, there's 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 issues here. But looking at the um, looking at the idea of this new trailer mm-hmm. of these characters, who would you be most excited to see again? Hector, Ja Rule's character, or Suki? Suki. Let's oh, go nice. with Suki. That's my girl. You know that I'm obsessed with Too Fast, Too Furious. Come on. Bring Suki back. That, yeah, I was going to say Suki. That's, I shouldn't have put Suki in there. That was too obvious. That was too. <laughs> that's too obvious. Like, What is it that she's mean? Smack that ass. <laughs> it's yep. so good. It's so good. No, I think that's cool. Because I think, I, I just think she's a little bit more memorable than Hector and then Ja Rule. Because Suki at least is in the well. To be fair, no, I'm just thinking of John Rule's character, yeah. Monica. Monica, if you if you yeah, win or lose, I love it. Win or lose, you get me. But if you win, you get her too. <laughs> it's so good. Let's go. No, Suki's in the entire second movie, so Suki's more memorable than those two. And you know, so yeah, Suki all the way. Yeah, Suki. I love it. But I'm with you. Leon needs to come back. Like I just don't see how they end the fast saga without bringing Leon in some capacity, I mean, whether it's, just, it's, it's good or bad shame. or villain or whatever, like, come it's on. It's a shame. Complete, complete joke. I'm not happy about it, but they, you know, so we're going to throw a, we're going to throw either a happy fit or a sad fit if he doesn't show up, but we're definitely we, throwing a fit. We will. Yeah. There, there, a fit will be thrown, uh, <laughs> but I'm excited for it. I'm excited. Get excited for everybody. We'll see for uh, the trailer. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah, we have our own predictions of what could happen, but we'll we'll get there. Uh yeah, that's it. We'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll uh see you then.